The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey guys, Ralph Marlboro here. We need your support to keep Saints Happy Hour going this offseason. Please support the show by becoming a patron so we can continue to cover the Saints in the ridiculous fashion you've come to expect. If you support the show, you get access to the podcast ad-free. No ads ever. Plus, you get our world-famous booze bundle, four swag items, amazing. And you get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7. So please support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep this amazing community growing. Support the show at SaintsHappyHour.com today. Hey, it's Stubby from 12 Ninja here. And look, if you like American football, you should check out Saints Happy Hour podcast. I personally know fuck all about American football, other than it's a bunch of massive blokes wearing spandex shoulder pads and helmets running around with a throwing a football. In Australia, you don't throw footballs. You punch it or you kick it. There's um, no protection. They're all naked and there's sharks and crocodiles fired out of cannons onto the field. And we all stand around and drink blood watching it but american football is your thing you know what to do saints happy hour podcast stick it in your ear hole all right everybody welcome to another edition of saints happy hour podcast we have a great show for you today we're going to talk about how tim tebow he wishes he was Taysom hill despite all the talking heads thinking that's going to happen we're going to talk about which road games 2021 schedule are the best ones to attend. We are going to talk about the Saints schedule, how to manage the snaps with the 17-game schedule to make sure players only play the same amount of plays as 16 games. We'll talk about how Mickey Loomis is going to create $5 million of cap space out of thin air. And we're going to talk about how the Falcons continue to get sunned by the Saints on social media. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Find us on the YouTubes, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You don't give us five stars. Don't give us any stars at all. We got the whole crew here tonight. Thomas running the show in Poland. Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Good. <laughs> That's doing it. good. I'm hurt. Pretty, pretty, pretty. It was good. almost... Not looking so good. It wasn't. You were Robo Ralph in our free show. <laughs> I'm hurt uh, because somehow you got your audio fixed. I somehow out. I got it fixed. Don't wait. We're only two minutes in, Juge. We haven't fixed anything. Uh, I'm hurt though because we bought Kevin a headset and he doesn't have the headset tonight because he's at work and he sounds a thousand times better than he sounds with the goddamn headset. So once again, we fail. He's got at his two DJ headphones on. Right. So, I want to start <laughs> with this. And granted, the and twos. granted, the thumbnail that I had Thomas build is a merging of Tim Tebow and Taysom Hill, which is the, the greatest way to create social media engagement. Taysom Hill might be the number one player in the NFL. You could just tweet anything about him and you get 50 retweets. Uh, but here's the thing that annoys me, Dave. All these talking heads are like 
Taysom, he's going to be the next Taysom Hill. They're going to put in a Taysom Hill package. Tim Tebow, he hasn't played f- the last time t- Tim Tebow played a meaningful quarterback snap in the NFL. Vernon Davis was killing our Saints dreams in the 2011 playoffs. I don't want to hear this bullshit of Tim Tebow is going to be like Taysom Hill. It's not going to happen, and it annoys me. Well, as soon as this whole thing came out and they and they actually signed him, I mean, my, my take They was, haven't signed him yet, though. Oh, well. well I well, thought they going. did. I thought it was official. I did, too, right. but it, they haven't signed him yet. It's All not right, official well. official. Well, okay, well, then to that point, I mean, I, I really feel like the real reason behind this whole thing is, like, just pure pu- publicity. Uh, you know, you've got a new head coach in Jacksonville or whatever, and uh, you want to put butts in the seats and uh you know get people excited and get people talking about you you know all press is good press um so i I mean really and truly that's probably you know that's probably at the heart of this but you know when this whole thing first came came out you know my take on it was was that tim tebow tim tebow crawled so that (laughs) Taysom hill could walk so that Tim Tebow can now run. I feel like we've come full circle here. I mean, I really truly believe that. Like, Tim Tebow was kind of like that first, you know, a very aggressive, not, not, not the first run, not the first quarterback that ever ran with the ball, but the first kind of like, he'll just go straight up the middle and bowl people over kind of uh, tight end type of quarterback. And he had some success. He won a playoff game for crying out loud. Uh, and now you've got Taysom Hill, who does a lot of the same things, but he's had way more success than Tebow ever did. Um, Winning a playoff game is more than Bobby Hebert can say. I, I, some, I mean, yeah. I, I, people shit on Tebow. People t- shit on Tebow, but like I have always said this about Tebow. He, he just like he was he a had winner, a horseshoe man. Like, deep in his ass. I mean, he was yes, he was just a winner. Whatever he did, he just he went like that that playoff game. He pulled that shit out of his ass. <laughs> um, like I mean, it's just he was just had that winner stink on him, and I think there's something to be said for that. And I feel like he kind of got a bad rap. And uh, no, I, but 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 he should have he should have. Th- are that's you the te- thing. are you are you telling me that he was? good at quarterback by he any stretch of the imagination no but he could have no what i'm saying is that he, he, he where he went wrong was he should have played tight end they wanted him to play tight end teams wanted him to play the tight end he should have made the switch he should have done whatever he wanted to do to, to stay in the league uh and i think he could have been a good tight end and he could have been he, I, I don't well, know but you're, you're saying he should have done what he didn't want to do Yes, yes. And he refused to do well, that. Well, yeah, yeah. here's yeah. Here's, well, well, if he if he wanted to be, a, he, he didn't want to do that, and that's that's fine. But like, if if he wanted to be successful, or if, if he wanted to stay in the NFL, he could have he could have switched to tight end. Well, we're kind of seeing it with something. Taysom, right? To your point, like I think Taysom has shown a willingness to yes. kind of do whatever it takes to get on the field. Exactly. And if he's, he's the anti attitude. Yes, then exactly. Maybe he would have remained in the league all these this last decade. Exactly, and well, now that and now that Taysom has done that, now Tebow's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I, I will just... switch positions, and maybe I will. Yeah, but he, here's the thing. thing. Here's the thing. Like, so we've come full circle. We so, have come but, full circle. But, but Taysom is much faster. First of all, he he runs a four four, and I think Tebow ran like a four seven four. That's so right. Significant difference in speed. 
And the other thing I will say, like, we can bang on Taysom all you want for, like, the processing and the fumbles, but, like, he can actually throw an NFL ball. More accurate Tim than Aaron Rodgers. cannot. In 2020, just saying. Wow. But here's the thing, Kevin, and I was listening to a Bomani Jones podcast, and he was talking to um, Dominic's Dominic Foxworth. And he brought up. He wanted to say Dominic. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Foxworthy so I so, bad. I wanted to say that so bad. It's like Debo, Debo. It's, it's just, it gets me. But Kevin, he brought up a great point of NFL players are going to want to wreck Tebow in these preseason games. And he brought up the point of when he was with the Broncos and he was – that was like Jerry Rice's last stop. Remember, he wanted to make the Broncos at 40. And Foxworth was like, I don't care that Jerry Rice is in the Hall of Fame, blah, 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 blah. I am going to wreck this dude. Wreck him, and I think people are going to like, like, and like defensive ends, linebackers, like they're going to humiliate Tebow in the preseason, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you got a guy who hasn't played football in nine, nine years, ten years. Has uh, I imagine he's kept himself in pretty good shape. He did try playing minor yeah, league ball the with Mets. the Mets or Not something. The same. Come on. No, 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 no. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying it's an apples to apples thing, but I'm saying the man's kept himself in some kind of athletic shape more than probably most people would keep themselves in any kind of shape after being laid, after being away from something for so long. Tebow seems like a, it's like a lifestyle for him. He's been playing, he's been playing baseball. But like, is that different? Like being in baseball shape compared to being in football shape? Like so, those right? were two different things. Oh, Fredo, by the way, says Dave. This is a list of quarterbacks that have won one playoff game: Mark Bulger, Steve Walsh, Brock Osweiler, Case Keenum, Aaron Brooks. And they're okay. all they're all better than Tebow <laughs> at, at throwing the ball. Yeah. But are they? But are yeah. they? 
but are they as versatile? Can they also block and catch? And I'm run? not sure. I'm not sure Tebow can do that. Remember, wow. remember when Des Bryant came to the Saints and we were all excited when he had oh, been man. out of six. That was a, that was a great day and a half. Months. We did a breaking news podcast. That was I wasn't months. excited. And he lasted one practice. Yeah, one. I wasn't excited. Uh, I, the, they love him throwing so much. So much. Your Dave, your boyfriend, Mark Tebow Ingram, threw up the X's as a salute to him, even after he got hurt. And now we're we're saying Tebow's going to play a different position ten years later. Come on. No. Come can on. you name? Can we name Kevin? Can you think of any player in the history of the NFL that went? more than two years without playing, came back and, and, and did well. Like Teddy Bridgewater missed two years. It was a catastrophic injury, but he was playing the same position. Like I can't think of anyone that went a decade without playing and mounted to shit. Can any of you? Nope. Um, no. But here's here's my no. question. I mean, look, I, I'm not I'm – not, I didn't think he was – I didn't think he was that good 10 years ago, so I'm expecting him to be worse now. Like look, it was a it's it was a nice positive story because he's a, he's a genuinely good dude it seems and n- seemingly no skeletons in the closet. Cares about people, tries, you know, does things the right way, all that kind of the, the all that kind of talk supportive inspirational uh does it help that he is does it help that he's religious in a in a non-threatening way yes um so you're gonna see a but you're gonna we're gonna be pulling all a lot of that back now in 2021 with in current day America, it's going to be more of a shit show, and I I just hope I just hope if he's good, like I just hope that if he's good, he's good from the start, and I hope, well, and I hope that if he's bad, I hope he fucking tanks within (laughs) the first three or four weeks, so he gets run the fuck off soon rather than later. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to see it on my timeline. Here's I a, try and curate my timeline as best I can. I just hope there's not a lot of nonsense. You know, you go into t- Twitter, mute Tebow forever. Yeah, basically. I, like, I, 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 I don't need to see all that get, get thrown up here's, on my timeline. Here's my I question. I would be stunned if he makes a team. If he makes here, the team, it's purely for. Cosmetic reason because he got because he made Urban Meyer a shit ton of money. That's uh, right. Uh, uh, that, Dave, that I got an important. I got an important football question for you, Dave, because you are a burgeoning football mind. You you study it. You know it. You analyze it. Bigger social media shitstorm. Taysom is the Saints' starting quarterback week one, and wins. Tebow is on the Jacksonville roster and scores a touchdown. What leads ESPN's first take? Ebo, that's not even – that is not <laughs> oh, man, even that's close. Not a, 
That is not even. You don't the think question. if Taysom beat you're Aaron Rodgers, it no. would lead first no. take? No. I mean, you're no. talking about. I mean, I mean, Taysom has already won games in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he we he would have already won the job as starting quarterback, so it wouldn't have been a surprise that he was starting week one. Uh, and you're talking about Tebow scoring a touchdown? No, absolutely. I feel like y'all the, underrate the, 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 media, the media. His social I media think you, I think you, prowess is no. strong. Stop, people. Tebow, the media, they love Tebow. The media loves Tebow. They would know, be all man. over that. They would be they proud hate Tebow that. is uh, like. The media likes to complain about Taysom, and he, Taysom gets a lot of clicks among Saints fans. But Tebow's in another stratosphere, man. I don't know, man. Yeah. Florio ran Tebow into, I mean, Taysom into the ground with the $140 million contract last year. Um, you know, remember when they were thinking it's about not, will the Saints, I, it's not what even kind close. of tender will Dude, they put on? You no, forget, no, you yeah, forget how Tim Tebow was literally the first topic on Every single ESPN segment, ad nauseum, it was like, what did, what did he have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> there was a national obsession with Tim Tebow that has maybe never been rivaled. We are on the Locker Room app every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock, talking Saints, talking NFL, talking draft. It's amazing. You can interact with us, goof it to us. You can make fun of me, pronounce, mispronounce names. You can ask serious draft questions about Andrew. We're having a blast talking Saints live. All you have to do is go download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and then join the NFL group. Follow me at Saints Happy Hour to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live every Wednesday at around 9 o'clock to talk Saints, to talk draft, and basically to make fun of me mispronouncing names. So do it. Download the Locker Room app today and then join us live every Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Sports. Culture. Takes. Take Line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow Nail to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm in the mind. Dude, the, the, he won a, Kevin, he won a Heisman. He, yes, he won a Heisman. He was in the SEC. The guy that you Google Tim Tebow's girlfriend. I'm sure that still comes up and produces a lot of crazy ass stories. Uh, or, or, or you can, you know, click back and find out what, what all that hubbub was about. Yeah, but the is guy, Tim Tebow ever aroused the guy special was teams coach coming the guy out of the guy was delivering shower? inspirational speeches. He was delivering inspirational speeches as a college football player. He comes out, plays football. Again, positive story, positive guy, seems genuine, no skeletons. It's a good story. The media loves to latch on to good stories and he was driving clicks anyway. He was garnering attention from the general public, so it just becomes a a, a feedback loop. The media the media likes a good story. The public was gravitating towards him already, so it just kept feeding itself infinitely. And then finally, he goes away, and there you go, right there. I don't even know if that's his girlfriend, but it's a photo of Tebow with a hot girl. That shit played on the internet in 2011 
or, or not even 2011, before 2011, when he was still playing college football. And then once he got out of college football, it, or, it was still a big deal. It was Is just there... funny. The guy just draw, it drew a ton of talk. And again, feedback loop. Is there? That's it. He's totally a serial Taste, killer. Taysom Hill, <laughs> yeah. Taysom Hill doesn't can't compete with that. You don't think? Taysom is there Hill nothing? If Tim Tebow scores a touchdown for Jacksonville Week One, Andrew, is there nothing Taysom Hill can do to trump him on Sports Center? I feel like he can be- perform open heart surgery on an official at the game that collapses at the fifty yard line during the game. That's maybe all T- Taysom Hill uh, could do. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like two, two rushing, two passing TD game, you know, something like that. Maybe and drop kicks an extra point. Maybe, maybe he, maybe something like that. Fredo says that's Possibly. a former Miss Universe team Tebow dating. Well, good for him. He's a good looking guy. Somebody said Alden Smith was out of the NFL for five years, so that 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 shoots my theory to hell. Alden Smith. Uh so well, anyway, he's no Taysom. He's no ta- he's no Taysom, and, and and it brought up the point to me, Andrew, is we really forget like Taysom is a goddamn unicorn. Like to be able to do what he's done for the Saints to cover the kicks. To the thing is, the thing is that Taysom does that I'm a hundred percent sure that Tebow cannot. One, he can't throw the ball, but even that, Taysom, Andrew. I don't know how he does it. He does not look like a quarterback playing other positions. Like when he lines up in the slot for the Saints, he looks like an H-back. When he covers kicks, he looks like a gunner. Tim Tebow has always, when he's tried to be a punt protector or whatever, he always looks like a quarterback trying to do something else. And that is like Taysom's secret sauce, I think, that Tebow is not going to have. Taysom is like no one else. He is has a very unique skill set, and I think that's part of what makes him so exciting. For that's us. why he got but, 140 million dollars of fake money. Look, we've already talked enough about <laughs> we've already talked enough about Tim Tebow. I'm done with it. Like, it, he's not going to make the team, and if he does, it's stupid. Like that's that's all I have to say. And it's not the Saints. And this right. is the Saints. So it's 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 just dumb. It's stupid. It's like. I think we all see it for what it is. Even Jaguars fans see it for what it is. And it's just like, <laughs> why are we doing this song and dance? Like, it, it's just comical. Inter- it's silly. The likes, the retweets, the clicks. Uh, so It's just a waste of everyone's time. So It's a feedback loop. I want to get a chance to plug, if you're not a patron, you should become a patron because we have an awesome Discord channel and we talk Saints all the time. But we have a new Discord channel uh on our server where we're going to people that are going to Saints road games can like meet up and chat and like figure out how to how to meet up when they go on the road games and that brought up a great question to me uh Andrew Dave Kevin like what road games are the ones that you're going to attend or the most fun I think the Tennessee one is the potential like ten- Nashville seems That's like a it. fun fun town to go to yeah, no, that's it. I mean, I've already a couple of people in my personal life have already been like, "Oh, if I'm going to go to a game, it's going to be the Tennessee game." I think that's the that, one. That that's a good situation too, just in terms of like the stadium and your downtown, and you, 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 it's not like 
for example, Carolina is a good one too. Like the, it's close to the airport and you're kind of downtown in the heart of the action. Uh, like the Redskins or sorry, Washington football team. That that's one I would consider going to just cause it's close to where I live. Uh, that's transit wise that and Charlotte are kind of the closest to me, but, um, like you got to go to Landover, Maryland. It's nowhere near DC. There's nothing around there. Like it's in the middle of nowhere. So like going to those games is kind of lame. You know, I, I prefer the stadiums like New Orleans, where you're kind of in the heart of the action. And after the game's over, you can actually go do stuff and you know be in a good part of town and get a nice hotel and go out to eat somewhere or get a drink. So like Washington is kind of terrible for that. Seattle. Um, so no, I mean you you said it though. No, I mean. Tennessee's the one. That's your Seattle, one. Seattle Seattle to me is they're down there it's the stadium's not necessarily downtown, but it is they do have a great public transportation system so you can catch it and it's easy. It's right by the baseball stadium and, and it, it's set up well. The thing about the Seattle game though is late October in Seattle, the weather could be dicey. And that is that's a concern. Mm. And Seattle totally. fans, from what I hear, are just not very pleasant. Although, you can mitigate crappy fans. Just if you're going to go on a Saints road trip, my number one advice to you is spend as much money as possible on your tickets and cut corners at your hotel and other things. Because if you can get a really good ticket when you're in the really nice seats you don't have to deal with the shitty upper deck people. Like that's my number one advice. When I, whenever I go on a Saints road trip, when I've gone to San Francisco, when I've gone to Miami, when I've gone to Atlanta, like get the best seat you can get. That sort of makes your experience better, at least during the game. Going in and out of the stadium, you got to deal with the riffraff, whatever. But that's my advice for road games. Is Dave, is there any other road game you might be looking at? No, not really. I mean... The only, well, I mean, I guess for me personally, I'm from New York, so like, you know, I would maybe potentially go to the Jets game and make a trip home out of it and get to see my family and friends. But that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare going to that stadium, right? It's obnoxious. Well, but it's, it's like because I'm from I'm from New York, and like I'm going to be staying, you know, on Long Island or in Queens or Brooklyn or something like that, and it's just like, you know, you got to go all the way out to Jersey. No, speaking of speaking of Long Island, you're going to give us an Islander update today. Uh, yes, we are up one nothing yeah. so far on the pens. Oh, thank uh, God! We uh, <laughs> huge relief. We we won in overtime. Uh, thank you uh, for re- reminding me, Ralph. And this is uh, this is officially the start of your uh, your regular Islander New York updates. Islander playoff Stanley Cup updates. Yeah, thirty. You fit it in thirty thank, seconds. Thank Our listeners listening. appreciate it. Um. No. Here's something that that uh, I I heard on Mike Lombardi's podcast, Andrew, and it was interesting, and it, and it made me think. Um, you know, he was talking about the 17 game schedule. Schedule all the fans. We think about it as, oh my God, how do you play 17 games? But it's really does the the games. The extra game doesn't matter. It's the amount of plays that the players play. So he was saying that he thinks, especially in September and early, the good teams, the deep teams, are going to try to limit the snaps of their important players to the same amount of snaps that they played in 16 games. So he's, he's like, you know, it's only five to seven snaps different a game, right? So I got to thinking, 
How would Sean Payton go about doing that? And what positions do you think the Saints would be deep enough to try to do that? Could Or can they do it anywhere? Depends on the expanded rosters, I guess. But yeah, I think theoretically it's... I think a lot of times you get stuck playing guys you don't really want to play because of the numbers. Just You have 53 guys and you can only play 46 or whatever on game day. And so a lot of times, I mean, we, we've all had those, right, where we're, we're all screaming at the television, why is Drew still in the game? Or why is Kamara? Why, why are they still handing off to Kamara? And we go nuts and we scream at the TV. And I think a lot of times just, yeah, I've never understood that, why you wouldn't just hand the ball off to Dwayne Washington. But, you know, sometimes it's like <laughs> a couple receivers go down and you're forced to play him. But I, uh, I don't know. I'll be surprised. Like, I, I just think at the end of the day, it it's so hard to win an NFL game. Mm-hmm. And it, it I just think that sounds nice in practice. But when it comes down to it and the game's on the line and they've got a decision like, I can roll out Peyton Turner for a couple more snaps or I can play Cam Jordan and make sure I put this puppy to bed and Cam Jordan's going to be in the game. So we'll see. Like, maybe some coaches will be better than others at executing it, but I... I just have a hard time believing that Sean Payton's not going to throw that shit up right out the window the minute a game is on the line. Kevin, I know me and you used to be on the same page as far as like uh, preseason games. <laughs> Thomas put up my tweet about it. I'm still fucking incensed about the Halloween game. Like the Halloween Ugh. Saints game at 3.30, it is, yeah. it is a act I'm, of football I'm terrorism. more pissed than you, I promise. It's an act of football terrorism, and I'm not going to get horrible. over it. But, Kevin, I mean, you know. I, I knew there was going to be some bullshit game they were going to stick us with this year. It was that. Always yeah. do. It's oh, we, we got, uh, well, how, how are you feeling about uh, Thanksgiving, Dave? I'm not, I was about to say, I'm really not happy about the Thanksgiving game either, because, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm going to have to see if I can get like the whole family to go, I guess. See if I can get my in-laws and cousins and stuff to go, maybe. You are, you've always had rants on the show and have been very angry about Christmas Day games. So is that less offensive to you, Thanksgiving? Yeah, I mean, the Saints have had... I, I, to be, I, I love the Saints playing on Thanksgiving. I just like it when they're away, and yeah, I could just I be at home and eat and hang out and just watch them and relax. Uh, I hate it when it's home and you got to deal with the whole game day experience and being away from your family and all that kind of stuff. So, Kevin, is there, is there anything in the schedule that, that, that got your ire up? Just an, I know you hate Goodell just as much as we do. So I was wondering if, if there's anything in the schedule that caught your eye. Yeah, this, uh, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through it even now. And it's like, you know, obviously I don't have kids. So the Halloween game doesn't, uh, doesn't bother me, but I guess I'm potentially more put off by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman week one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> although although that'll be mitigated because the Packers the Packers will likely be a shit show at quarterback. So your your lips to God's ear. Like that's I mean that's that that'll just be my hope for that. I mean 
they they got three road games. <laughs> right? Am I, am I looking at this thing right? These fools can't even label this shit correctly. Balky says if Roger Goodell was an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. <laughs> no. Hang on. No, that's not three road games. What am I looking at? <sighs> but one thing... I don't know. This is like watching my grandfather try to operate Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the question I wanted to ask you, Kevin. Because remember, back in the day, when we me it was me and you doing this podcast, and, and we had the uh, Hakeem Drops the Ball blog, which was the number 87th best Saints blog in history. Uh, we used to constantly make fun of the preseason and how much we You're hated too kind. And how much yeah, you hated no, it. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah. <laughs> How much we hated it, but now Kevin, that they only gonna, they're only going to have three preseason games. Do you feel like the teams are going to do anything different in the preseason and put the Saints quarterback battle aside, which kind of makes the Saints preseason more interesting than normal? Do you think the preseason is going to be different because it's only three games? I hope so. I just, I, I, I mean, it's all, it's, it's, it's wasted football anyway. Like you'll get, you'll get, everybody's going to do the same thing when there's like a month out, three weeks out, two weeks out, one week out, you're going to see it on Twitter and Facebook and everything. Oh, we're one month away from football. We're three weeks away from football, two weeks away. And everybody's going to psych themselves up. And within 10 minutes, it's not even 10 minutes. I'd say it's football action. Everybody, the switch is going to be flipped on everybody. (laughs) And suddenly it's going to be, oh yeah, this fucking sucks. When's the real game's going to happen? How, how? Yeah, but I feel like the first first game we we talked fucking year and it's stupid. True. But we always talk ourselves in the first one. It's stupid. We wind ourselves up and we hand these franchises over our ticket money your season ticket money or whatever, it's a fucking waste. If you, it, you know, again, this is me. This is me saying all this, but if you think I don't pay attention during the regular season, <laughs> you're going to have to tell me that there's a preseason game happening. I was. Why pa- even pay attention? It did anybody get hurt? That's it. Did anybody get hurt? Did anybody look really good? Otherwise, I don't care. You care about your UDFA son after you draft him. Well, I'll I'll wait until we make a draft yeah. on that. That's not a but yeah. Here, I don't know. I maybe it's not having preseason last year and also changing quarterbacks for the first time in 15 years. But I am a little intrigued. Like I want to see Ian Book. I want to see Taysom Hill. I want to see Jameis. So like even Simeon, I'm I'm a little just interested so i can't wait dave for the i'm more excited and i'm glad look it's only three instead of four so that's a good thing we've reduced it by one because it's really it's the fourth that kills me yeah every year it's the fourth one where i just have total mental fatigue and i'm like i'd rather us just not have football well i feel like the so i mean the way 
The way I feel like they're going to do it is the first game is going to be your normal, typical, sloppy first game. Your second game is going to be now is going to become like your third preseason game where the second game is like the dress rehearsal where maybe your starters play a, f- a whole half or something. And then the third game is going to be all starters resting, all, you know, second, third, fourth stringers battling it out for a roster spot. Uh if I had to guess, I feel like that's that's going to be the flow of those of the three. Does that change now. though with the Saints because they have a quarterback battle? Maybe Sean Payton needs that third week to figure it out. If Taysom is rocking it, I mean, I'm just saying. The one thing with the the, the three preseason oh. games, to me, Dave, is the Saints have so much uncertainty like they have the quarterback uncertainty they have middle of the roster uncertainty you you really think the third preseason game is going to be like the fourth preseason game where it's going to be total rest that they're they're just yeah it's gonna be the same Uh, see i think it could be a little bit of a hybrid i think dave's dave's mostly right but i i just think you'll there'll be questions that they have with the third preseason games that they normally that they nor they wouldn't have if there was a fourth. I don't know. I think I think all your I think your I think your Cam Jordans. Oh your, yeah. You know your 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 definite guy starter guys. They are not playing in that third preseason game. They are getting rest before they are about to start their new seventeen game long. Well, I will say this: Saint that Roger Goodell. I hate 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 you for putting a uh, a Saints game on Halloween at three thirty. But you did do me a solid and put the Saints' first preseason game on a Saturday, and the and the day before on Friday, uh, my wife really likes uh, Matchbox. Oh, 20. My wife. She likes Matchbox Twenty. Good I like bad. the Wallflower, so we can go to the Woodlands and catch them Ugh. in concert. Uh, so that's exciting. Why, why would you say that? Why would you admit that on this podcast, dude? The Matchbox wa- Twenty. No, I, I, don't, you know, give, I don't care about Matchbox 20. I like the Wallflowers because Jacob Dylan is the best Dylan. That's a fact. I'm thinking wow. – uh, no, that is not a fact. But, wow. Um, I, I, I think, uh, the, first of all, there would be no Jacob Dylan without Bob Dylan. Uh, I Bob Dylan I'm sings like I pronounce I'm names. I said it. Ralph, you know, <laughs> Ralph, you know what? I'm, re- <laughs> I'm personally rethinking this whole Halloween 3.30 game now. Uh, it. You know what? I think it's still gonna suck for you, but I don't think it's gonna suck for me now, because now I'm thinking like we're just gonna like we're just gonna like make a huge like somebody I know or multiple people I know are gonna be having like big Halloween Saints parties. Yeah, I mean like there's gonna be tons of like you know and like whatever. I could see that. That'd yeah, cool. I mean, it's going to wind up actually probably being awesome. Somebody in the locker room, the locker room chat Wednesday, told me that I need to start now laying the groundwork for trick-or-treating on Saturday. Nah. Well, yeah, maybe you, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could just take your kids around on Saturday. All right. Yeah. yeah. Come to think of it, I wonder if there's a way to <laughs> fool my daughter. It's going to be her birthday, which makes it so much worse for me. But I'm wondering if there's a way to fool her into thinking that October 31st is on Saturday. Yeah. You have to. You have to wait. She's, she'll be turning eight. I don't know how dialed in she is to you know the calendar. The calendar. Yeah. She'll just be wondering. I think you could pull it out. Everybody else is. I think you could pull it off. <laughs> you just gotta. You gotta plan it out. You gotta start like a couple days ahead of time and be like, 
Oh, it's like on like on Wednesday. Be like, man, that's awesome. Your birthday is Saturday, man. I cannot wait. Like you just gotta. I think you could pull it off. Well, you could luck out. Like like if if the forecast for for Sunday night, like the weather for Sunday, is like really terrible. Like yeah, you know, they might locally in your area say, oh, we're gonna you know what? Let's we're gonna do it on Saturday. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, I mean, they've done that before. Weather has definitely changed. There's also just like, you know, doing it on a school night and like just the advantage of Saturday night. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the Saturday night would be ideal. It might be be okay. Uh, While we're we're totally off the rails here, can we, is there, we have, do we have an update from Kevin, like a love update, like a doctor? Oh, yeah. Dr. Love update? Uh, Yeah. So real quick on that. Uh, Yes, real real quick. She and I hadn't seen each other. We hadn't seen each other for like close to three weeks because she'd been on call. Oh no! A different, a different type of shift. Now, how? Uh, how? Hold on. How? How? How uh, recent was that after you told her about the podcast? So, August. right after you told her about the podcast, <laughs> no. how long before this kind of three weeks? Immediately. Immediately. No, no, no. It was a while. It was a while. <laughs> uh, so finally got to see her. Finally got to see her again on Saturday, so spend spend Saturday morning and afternoon with her before coming into work. So before coming yeah. into work, huh? Yeah. I like the love updates because it gives me a chance to play the ER theme. Thanks, Dave. Makes me happy. I didn't. I didn't so, that. Kevin, uh, things are fine. Look, going. Yeah, no, things are fine. A little, little shaky. Things are fine. Okay. No. That's what we want to hear. No. The, Here's here's the thing. I have fear of abandonment issues and a lot of other problems from my dating life, uh, childhood that have just continued to manifest themselves in my adulthood. Uh, you know, it's whatever. Uh, so I have See, to deal the, with that. The title of this podcast says Tim Tebow wishes he was Taysom Hill, but it really should say psychoanalyzing Kevin. Kevin Held. That's right. I'm glad. See, you know, that's you know, that that is when you know we have turned the corner from regular Saints having news, actual football talk. There's a point in May where like the podcast just gets really weird until like the beginning of July. We've I don't know the official date that it happens every year, but we've we've definitely crossed it. And we're into it now because we're talking. Well, speaking of speaking of uh, speaking of uh, fear of abandonment, questioning your own self-worth, just generally feeling old and kind of just depressed. The Saints just signed Lorenzo Neal. Oh, my God. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's funny. There's a guy that has the same name as a fullback that used to be on our team. And nope, nope, it's it's his son. <laughs> it's it's Lorenzo Neal's kid is now I the Saints. I didn't think there was something that could make me feel older than Joe Horn's son potentially being drafted by the Saints. <laughs> but there is. It's the Saints signing Lorenzo Neal's kid. Uh, you know, the one thing that's – Ralph, you've been talking for a long time about how the Saints don't have a Malcolm Brown replacement. They don't have a true nose. Uh, looks like Lorenzo Neal is 325 pounds from what I read, so maybe he's the fat guy. 
He's a fat guy. That would be amazing. Before. Like if the fat. If he's the, also he's also eligible for the UDFA draft. Yeah. Ooh man. That the, the if if he if he would become the fat guy defensive tackle for the Saints and like have like a nice career, that'd be amazing. That because his dad his dad for the Saints, people think of Lorenzo Neal as like this mauling fullback that just crushed people at, as Eddie George's uh, blocker and that sort of thing, and uh, and from Damian Tomlinson. What? But when oh. he was a rookie for the Saints, he was like 30 pounds lighter, and he was a really, really good, fun running back and then broke his leg hideously and just decided to be a fullback and maul people. Um, but, yeah, I don't th- – Kevin, did you feel as old as me and Juge when you, when you heard the news of Lorenzo Neal's son is now on the Saints? Uh, no, I was just like – I thought that I had – I, I, I was just glad I hadn't Mandela affected myself uh, because I was like, oh, that name sounds familiar. And then I was like, oh, no, yeah, that really was a football player uh, <laughs> back in the day. So I was just glad that I wasn't like going insane looks, having turned 40 yeah. or anything. I was just See? imagining a guy named Lorenzo Neal having played professional football. I'm glad that actually existed. OK, he has a kid. He's playing football, too. Tremendous. I don't to hell with it's not about feeling old. I'm just glad this works up here. Well, I have to That's say, it. I have to say, Dave, he wears number nine, even though he's 325 pounds. If you, I feel like if you're a player and you're on defense and you wear like a single digit or you wear a number in the 20s and you play in the front seven, you always look tinier than you actually are. Uh, he looks, I don't know, we're looking at this picture right here. He looks pretty big. That That one single number digit makes... There's a lot of room on either side of that nine. Um, I can see. <laughs> I can see. There's a lot of. There's a lot going well, on. He's also around that black. Nine. Let's just remember, black is very slimming. Right. So that means he's even bigger than what, than what we're looking at. Yeah, I Thomas. I just posted a picture of him wearing a white jersey. Let's see. In it. the chat. Let's so if it. you wanna, if you wanna go ahead and post that, we can get a. It it actually gives a tremendous shot of his gut, <laughs> and, and uh, you, you can see. Just how much he's every bit of three twenty-five. Does he have well, like Ted no, Washington, looks, Grady Jackson, Norman Hand potential, Andrew? I mean, we'll see. I was reading about it. He tore his so he was a good prospect and kind of had some uh, some NFL potential, and then he tore his ACL and then he came back and didn't do much. I think last year, so he. It's kind of a question mark on like, did he just take it? So look at that beautiful. Beautiful dude, guy. Right oh, he, that's dude. that's Lorenzo on the. That's his dad, senior on the right. Number Black four, is so slimming. Damn. Black is slimming, right? It is. Yeah. He looked. He looked big in that picture in the black. Yeah. Not as big as he looks in the white, though. Whoo. <laughs> and he, you look bigger when you were in a single number. Yeah. Well, he was now wearing he can number wear nine. Yeah, I mean, that nine, now, now that nine looks like it's sitting on the gut. Tackle, right? Oh, man. I yeah. mean. I gotta say, he's 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 potentially a UDFA draft pick. I mean, Trill got cut. He was this guy. He might be in there. I don't what know. Number but, did Drew? What number did Drew wear when he was at Purdue? Was he five? Did he bring? He wasn't nine, was he? No, he was like a, he was a double digit guy at Purdue. I think. Um, was, he? I think was he fifteen? He might have been fifteen. Maybe. 
Somebody in the chat will okay. tell us. I'm sure he was. He wasn't nine. He was fifteen. I nailed it. Because that 15. would be uh, that would be wild if he wore number nine at Purdue, and then now <laughs> Lorenzo Neal wears number nine at Purdue. I got that Drew Brees trivia correct. Number fifteen. So I knew there was a five in there. You work hard and play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. For classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are all in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Here's a question I have for you. You're our resident cap guy, you understands all the ins and outs and the contracts and stuff. And I see all these other teams signing their draft picks, first round picks, that sort of thing. And I know the Saints aren't doing it because they have like $8 of cap space. And I know they will eventually sign all their draft picks because you have to. And they're going to have to create about like five point something million dollars of cap space. So who do you think will be the candidate that gets the restructure or the extension to create the five because they got to do it some kind of way like Loomis he'll do the Loomis math but he has to to he has to pull a lever to make it happen what do you think they'll do to create the five and a half million dollars in cap space to sign the draft picks and could it be an extension for one of the big uh potential guys that are left with one with one year left on their deal yeah, I, I just think anytime you're uh, a guy, like anytime you're a dude that's franchised, you just want a long term deal. Like you, you don't want to play on a one year deal where you're risking a mm-hmm. ACL tear and you got to wonder about whether you're going to make it through the season on that franchise tag. So I still think Marcus Williams is the most likely of the three to get a long term deal. I, I tend to think it's easier because you have a little leverage in the sense that, like, he's like, kind of bummed like ah, I don't want to play on this one-year tag and I'd much rather have a long-term deal see while Ramchek and Lattimore are both on one-year deals technically as well and it both pays them nicely I, I think there's kind of a little bit less like they had there was they were never under the illusion that they were going to get a 
taste of free agency this year. Whereas I think there's psychologically maybe a little bit of a difference for Marcus Williams thinking he was going to get in free agency and entertain a bunch of offers and then he gets tagged and boom, it's over. Like I just, I think he's not going to want to do that song and dance if he can get a long-term commitment from the saints. Whereas Ramchick and Lattimore are looking at each other and going, well, if free agency comes, they can't tag us both. So there's a chance I'll be on the free agent market and have a shot at, you know, a wide open market. So I think both of them would be happy to enter free agency next year if they don't get kind of sweetheart deal from the saints. So here's the thing. Somebody, I got this idea because somebody it's weird. You know, I tweeted, it was like five or six years ago where the saints were losing to Seattle. And I was like, if the saints come back and win this game, I will try to eat cat food. And I tweeted it out and they came back and won, so I had to do it. And I just – cat food repulses me in a way that I cannot describe to you. Uh, so I failed at it, but I attempted it. And it got me to thinking, wouldn't it be fun if we did like a way to get more patrons, to get you guys to support the show, the, the people that – we love the patrons, but the peop- we have a lot more people that listen to the show that aren't patrons. So I was thinking of a fun idea. We were kicking ideas around. So I thought it would be hysterical if because you guys hate so much the fact that we talk about Raz so much, wouldn't it be funny if uh, if we reached 350 patrons by the first week of the preseason if uh, we decided to do a fun sort of prank and had my wife hit me in the pie, hit me in the face with a raspberry pie. <laughs> And Thomas, of course, makes this graphic where he's got my nerd crippled face um, right there for everyone to see. uh, Kiss my crippled ass. With a pie ready to hit me in the face. Is that a pie or is that a bucket of shit? Either way, I'll do either one for 350 patrons. No, I won't do a bucket of shit, but I will do a raspberry pie. Yeah, a raspberry pie. A raspberry pie. R-A-S-berry pie. Yeah. In the face, if we reach 350 patrons, and Thomas is nice enough to do the fabulous graphic, uh, we'll add it up. In the face. We'll, we'll, we'll tally it each week. So sign up, become a patron, and do your part so I can take a pie in the face. You got to oh. get that. You got to get that sound bite. The, in your face. In the face. I feel like I feel like there should also be a contest where we put different things on Ralph's wall, like different fat heads, many fat heads. Yeah, different you know? shit. Yeah, yeah, like maybe, I feel, I, or maybe, I'd, I'd maybe, like for maybe there to be some contest where you you get a different weird sticker to go on your wall. Maybe that can week. be. Maybe or that maybe, can maybe be. Maybe fans, maybe fans can just mail Ralph stuff that we can put up there. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you mail me a fathead, I'll put it up. We have all this put space picture, right here. Like, and we like can even reveal. Roger we could do Goodell a special face. reveal every week behind uh, the Florida line. A 28 to 3 scoreboard thingy. 28 to 3 right here. For, forever 28 to 3. Yeah, I like that. Wearing the merch. A shirt. picture of uh, what, what's the right uh, Les East? A picture of Les East's face. Nah, go to hell, <laughs> Dish. You go to hell, Dish. 
Eric Paulson. Eric Paulson. Eric Paulson. Paulson Adibo. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Get a photo of Eric Paulson and his... Uh... Just put a bullseye over their faces. We should put Eric Paulson and yeah. Paulson Adibos I don't know. next to each other. I don't know how it's going to happen, but Les East is going to defeat us for podcast of the year. <laughs> does he, even, does he even have a podcast? It doesn't matter. Yeah doesn't matter. Uh, usually, we have to get nominated first for Les East to beat us. We typically lose to my uh, my cousin when it comes to podcasts. Mascano, so. yeah. Looking my cousin. To, <laughs> looking forward to that. Before we get to questions, Kevin, I have, a, I have a question for you. The Saints, for their schedule release, did a really great video with Cam Jordan, uh, and it was fantastic. If you haven't seen it on social media, you should check it out. And the Falcon, and of course, Cam Jordan was just clowning on the Falcons. And the Falcons tried to retaliate with this graphic that was like me Photoshop quality. Why do the Falcons suck at social media so badly, Kevin? That that's 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 an abomination. What is that? I don't even. If Thomas turned that what? in, we would. I would say Thomas do better. Well, I listen to Kids Bop because my kids are infatuated with Kids Bop. Uh, that sounds like a you problem, Dave. And uh, <laughs> and and even I think that this is a ter- that's that, that's this is an insult to Kids Bop. But it's also like, well, you're gonna call the team that just swept you and won the division four years in a row, Kids Bop. <laughs> you know, like if you're gonna tool on us, at least like make a Katrina joke that's in poor taste, or like I don't know, make fun of Mardi Gras. I mean, you can't because it's awesome. The worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. I don't, I don't know, but like I kids, don't get kids it, though. Bob, like you're, you're, they're basically saying that like the Saints play a children version of football, right? That's kind of what the joke is. Is that it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't get it either. It's like, hang on a minute, man. Mike Maybe Thomas I'm can, point, like all like, of those players would all you would take all of those players if you told to... Falcons fans, hey, we can have Jameis Winston in training camp to compete with or push Matt Ryan. There's a sizable chunk of Falcons fans that would jump on that, and then almost every Falcon fan would gladly take Mike Thomas over Julio Jones. They would gladly take Kamara over whoever they got as their starter at running back. And they would sure as hell welcome Cam Jordan to their defensive squad. So I I I, I don't get it. Like I mean, there's just so much material. I'm, I'm honest, like honestly, Brandon Browner, Spagnola, like make fun like, of us for our, our playoff exits the last four years. Yeah. Like, like, dude, like you know what was funnier? Is was it last year or the year before where they did that that goofy Game of Thrones thing? Yeah, where and they had the they had little the ram, ram like knock the Saints the off. Saints that was good. Fan or player, and there was a referee that ran up and didn't do anything. Like that was. This is just bad. Like this, <laughs> this. There's no. There's no needling. There's no. I, it's not even insulting. It's just poorly. This is like. This is the equivalent of of your goofball ant on facebook sharing one of those stupid fucking t-shirts that has like nine different fonts on it like i'm a gemini and i do this and i have a daughter who does this and i care about this and we eat cupcakes on sunday it's like it's all that bullshit you see and you get the, the same ads for it like five or six times like this is terrible 
Speaking of that, I, I made a and I'm horrible, sure this thing, I'm sure this thing was workshopped by people in the front office. Oh my God, they probably had 30 hours of meetings on that. Like anybody on this on the Falcon social media team under the age of 30 probably thinks this thing is an abomination, <laughs> and 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 rightly so. Like this is terrible. It is. This is terrible. It is, is it as terrible as blowing a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl? No, nothing is. Maybe. No. Sick burn. No. Sick burn, Ralph. Thomas, uh, it's time to get to Thomas, questions. Fire up the music. Thomas was just playing the video, the schedule release video that Cam Jordan was in. Who was that other guy? Was that Ray Nagin? Did they let Ray Nagin <laughs> out of jail? <laughs> Ray Nagin out of jail. <laughs> I, was, I, was in that video? I was wondering the same thing. Who well, is that guy? Yeah. I think that was fucking right. Like get, get him out of deal prison. on some countertops. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas, right, fire up the it, music. Take it to the top. We got to get to questions. I don't even hear it. There we go. Ralph hears it. I hear it, but no one else. Are does. we sure Ralph hears it? And this is just as in voices in his head. It could be. Could be. Crank that up. Because none of us hear it. None yeah, of I us hear I it. Don't, I hear nothing. I hear nothing. <laughs> Wait, you don't hear it, Ralph? I don't hear it. I'm just dancing here. <laughs> I'll just play it myself. There it is. What about now? That's me. Well, my screen froze at a very hilarious time. There it is. There it is. All right. You're going to do the finger gun. <laughs> My screen right. froze for the rest of you. Yeah. Where it looks like I'm farting or something. Never Only mind. you are frozen, Kevin. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kevin, that is quite a face. You should save that screenshot, Tomas. Okay, okay, Tomas. What hey, next? Tomas, check hey, Tomas, the timestamp. Check the timestamp on this. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank you. I put that up for you. Thanks. What do you got, Thomas? Okay, first question uh, from our patron Discord from Preston. Warren Sharp says the Eagles have the second worst rest schedule and the Panthers have the easiest best. What is the Saints' rest schedule? I don't know. That I like think I'd have to turn. I, I, it's just like a Raz mixed with. I don't know, season. Preston. Why don't you ask Warren Sharp? Is that? Yeah. What is a rest schedule? Like I know, don't even know. Is that like, like when your, you take schedule naps? Has like, like my son, is... like we take, we put him down at three thirty every day. <laughs> no, I, I think it just means like it's the most friendly for you know you travel and and getting the most rest and then you know most time between games and that kind of stuff. Hmm. I mean, the Saints' schedule is pretty bad. I mean, like having to go, having to go Seattle. And then home, and then Tampa. That's pretty bad. And then I mean, the 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 Sunday Thanksgiving one is is pretty bad too. So, hang on, I looked this up. So according to CBS Sports, the team with the the team with the highest strength of schedule. This is not strength uh, of schedule. This is not schedule, schedule. Strength of schedule. It's rest. Oh. I don't even know what. I don't even know how you calculate that. Yeah, what, what, the, what, what is Preston doing? What, what the hell is this? Come on, man. What next? <laughs> Come on, man. 
Okay, next question from Badrich. Uh, let's go. How soon could Loomis get on the phone if the Bears release Jimmy Graham? Do we really want him? Breeze is yes. gone. You know, this isn't this isn't going to be like the Breeze to Graham connection anymore. I no, mean, oh, we want Dave, Jimmy. don't do this to me, though. We want Nista. <laughs> I mean, like injected into my veins. veins. Jimmy. Yes. I mean, like, like I, I would have, I would have let you have it. Like, if Breeze was still on the team and they were thinking about bringing Jimmy Graham, I would have let you fantasize and have this time and have this moment. But like, Breeze is gone now, so there's. And, and like, that, oh my God, how old is that Graham? one-handed? Did you see that one-handed touchdown catch at the end of that playoff That's game? Right. Oh, I did. My I did. God. And it's not like the Saints okay. have options. At All I want is that just one time. Dave. I went and looked just up. I went and looked up the rest differential. Yeah. So Preston, you can get off our asses now. Carolina does it, it is the worst, I guess. They're Explain to me what the half. fuck rest, rest differential I don't, is. And, and look, I don't understand what it means, but Carolina <laughs> seems to be the worst with 12 and a half. The Saints are, are in eighth with seven and a half. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. So there you go. And then who has the best rest differential? The New England Patriots with minus 15. Of course. Followed by the Bears at minus 14 and Washington football team at minus 13 and a half. Interesting. What next? Okay, uh, so we switch to the Twitter questions now. Uh, this one is from Eric Brignac. If JC Horn hides a cell phone under the goalpost for every Saints Panthers game in case he gets an interception, will you be furious or will you respect it a bit? Well, Michael Thomas already did it. Yeah. Right? So there's already been kind of an homage to Joe Horn. I would think it's lame. Like yeah. I like it's already been recreated by Michael Thomas and so Sequels like are bad. The third version of a movie is always usually terrible. It would just start to feel. You know how like every team sprints to the end zone now when they get a turnover. That's right. Everyone does that. It's just like it's just dumb now because everyone does it. It's well, he original. just no. I mean, he could. St- he just needs to up it. Like he needs to hide like a tablet or something like instead of a, a gun. Phone. Ooh, let's go full crazy. Well, this, this, this shit just got really dark. This just turned into unnecessary. What was that? What was that movie? Wait a uh, the last boy. Unnecessary Scout. roughness. No, the last no, boy. No, Scout. No, no, no. The boy Scout. Yeah. The last boy. Scout. Yeah. Hang on. What, so what if he, what if he hides a gun and then shoots his dick off? <laughs> You shoot your dick off. The re- I had the rest differential backwards. We know. So oh, I the knew Panthers, ha- the Panthers have Did the we, best. We still on the first question. Yeah, we're going. Yes. We yeah, are. yeah, we're back to the first. The Panthers point. had the best rest differential. The Saints have the eighth, eighth. best rest yeah. differential, and right. apparently, rest differential has oh, so something. The Patriots to do... have the worst. Yes. Wow. Apparently, take that rest check. differential. Rest differential has something to do with. How many teams you end up playing that are coming off of buys? Oh. You think you know, but you don't know. And you never All right, well done. will. Well done, Ralph. Yeah. Look at Kevin educating us yeah. about 
football. Yeah. I know. I'm yeah. just as surprised as the rest of you. When was the last time uh, Kevin was on and he, and he had stats? He had the Ian Book stats, and it like threw us all for a loop. We were like, "What?" Kevin has like been on his. Game. Yeah, he always has stats. The new- Again, I look. Is I'm the guy. I'm the. He is it possible that uh, intelligence is sexually transmitted? God, I hope so. <laughs> he is dating a doctor. That's right. God, I hope so. <laughs> How do we know it works that way? What if it works the other way and? He's made her stupid. That is oh, well, I stupid. think that's that's definitely in play. Tomas, you need to isolate you need to isolate a Simpson soundbite. Me fail English? That's impossible. <laughs> Go find that. What next? <laughs> Ralph. Ralph is okay. with the soundbites. I know. Ben next ben. question from Bullsmith. Any returning practice practice squad members you feel might be able to make the roster and contribute? Who's on the practice squad currently? Well, Tony Jones, little, come little on, Jordan. Kevin. Let's let's pump some Tony Jones here. This is your chance. Is little Jordan a practice squad guy? Mm. Yeah, yeah, he counts. Oh, my my UDFA son, Washington. Throckmorton. My U- yeah, Keith Throckmorton. Washington, Throckmorton. Yeah. Well, I, I would say Keith Washington, not only because he's my UDFA son, but more like cornerback two is still a gaping hole to me. Like, who's our second corner? Gaping. gaping. I mean, P.J. Williams, Patrick Robinson, Keith Washington. Keith Adebo, Washington had like, a minute in training camp. Reach in that little in bag and see what name you pull out because corner two is a problem. Keith Washington had like a week of hype where he was getting a lot of articles written about him. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of p- tweets from the Underhills and the Larry Holders were like, the Saints really like him. He could be good. He's got he's got all the physical skills you want in a corner. So And then you got Blake next? Gilligan. Yeah. Oh, I forgot I forgot completely about him. But he's not a pra- he was IR'd. He wasn't practice squad though. True, true, true. All right, Thomas. Next, next question from Saints uh, Saints Rabbit. If Jameis ends up being successful next season and beyond with the Saints, what kind of crab legs do we need to s- start eating in his honor? I I prefer the big king crab. Yeah, like, I was yep. gonna say the biggest king. possible. Like the, the, or the, yeah, like the what Alaskan. do you eat? What kind of crab legs do you eat if he's a failure? To get him out of town, like to celebrate that he's leaving. Mm. Do you eat like imitation raw. crab meat? Imitation crab, yeah. You get like yes. California, California yeah. roll. Chinese, it's not even real crab. Chinese crab. Yeah. <laughs> China. What next? Okay, final question for this show comes from Christmas. We've seen multiple records of Jameis working out with Saints receivers, but there are no similar reports about Taysom. Are the rumors about his workouts that aren't going public? And if not, does this indicate something important? Mm. I mean, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know much other than I can promise you Taysom Hill is working his ass off. 
That is yeah, but what does it say? Yeah, what does it know. say for the no, receivers I mean, for the Jason. Saints? I mean, they're all Jameis. So no. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that's like a vote of it's confidence. A great question. Like you, you they, no, it's they, a great question. It's a great observation. Yeah, like Taysom can work can be working his butt off, but like the rest of the team and the receivers have decided Jason. We're is gonna the go hang guy. out with James. Yeah, like Jason's yeah. the guy. Jason. Nice. Jason. <laughs> Ralph can't say anyone's name right. <laughs> right on cue. Beautiful. Rad. This has been a good sound. Uh, We're hitting our stride. Those production yeah. meetings, Thomas, they're working out. Well done. Yeah. Welcome to Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and there it goes. And uh, you're yeah. as and as we We're off the rails. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever heard. It's the worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> Are those two different ones? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I don't take into account. No, well, that was me doing it the first time. Let me go, Angel. Yeah, I, got, I, I thought that was. You fooled me. Awesome. Huge <laughs> is the impre- is the impressionist. It's so good. So that wraps it up, right? But the final thing, though. Does the Saints wide receiver does it tell us anything, Andrew? I think it does. Like that, they they know it's it it it's Jameis. Well, I I've heard several teammates uh, have interviews this off season, and Camaro was pro- has probably been the most political, like kind of riding the fence, not really committing one way or another. And then you hear like Cam Jordan and. Lattimore who have kind of more clearly sided with Jameis like yeah I think he's the guy like I think he's our quarterback and yeah I mean this is another statement like seeing all the receivers train with Jameis I I think if you were to ask the locker room it seems like most of the locker room is all in on Jameis not Taysom that's the sense I get that's the vibe for sure yeah so we got it. We didn't talk about it because, but it's coming. I promise. The Drew Brees bad decision bracket. We're working on it. Thomas is doing graphics that are amazing. We're seeding it. It's going to start in a couple of weeks probably. But we we got to save that because that's got to get us through the dark dark times of late May and June as we try to get ourselves to training camp in July. But the, the <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, you know, worst decision bracket. No, I'm I mean, just looking at this graphic, and I just the shirt, the hat, the diamond. The I mean, it's, it's just it's a great graphic. It, it, it's it, funny. The, and Thomas came up with a great way for uh, you know we usually do the bracket where people we vote and that's the final decision. But this year we have a way for people to be interactive and you guys that listen to the show and, and can vote on some polls and you guys can have a say in who wins and who moves on uh, with some polls that we're going to do during the week leading up to these bracket shows. So stay tuned for that. So it should be amazing. We, we got it. We got to, the saints. They'll do some moves. People will get arrested. They'll have some off season. You, you know, <laughs> they'll have some off season. Some people will get drunk. Things will be bad. So, things will, somebody's going to whip out their penis and start peeing in front of a woman. It's the day. Got to happen. Things. Th- there's always, there's always some knucklehead complex. that does something dumb and he's a saint and it happens in June 
every year. You can somebody's um, gonna be found sleeping in their car on Earhart Expressway. When have we? When have we had a quiet Saints off season where nothing bad happens in June? Even if it's like a minor thing, something will happen. Something will happen. It'll happen. Well, so, if no, if no, no players go on Yahoo Finance, uh, we should be ahead of last year. <laughs> so that would be something. That's right. So, Thomas, fire up the music so we can get out of here. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us on the YouTube. Uh, you should subscribe. If you're, if, you ha- if you're listening to this podcast in your RSS feed, in your car, or wherever, and you don't listen on the YouTube channel, and you don't watch on the YouTube channel, you should join us every Sunday. It's amazing. Thomas has cool graphics, fun, cool stuff that he does. It's amazing. You should subscribe to the channel. You should become a patron to help us support the show. We, we got to pay Thomas meats, cheeses, and whatever currency the, they use in Poland. We got to pay him in that. So if you become a patron, you help us do that. So do it. Become a patron. Support the show. Lots Listen. of cryptos. Lots yeah. of crypto. Crypto. Doge. Dogecoin. Uh, so, hey, we're not paying him in Takecoin? <laughs> not yet. Takecoin. Uh, so... I for, made the graphic and everything. I know. Ready we're going to gonna go. be a T. Hey, if Taysom is the starting quarterback, that T shirt will sell like hot. Take on. <laughs> so, for Andrew, for Dave, for Kevin with surprisingly good audio tonight, uh, for Thomas yeah, running the show yoga. back in Poland in the middle of the night, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs>